You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome one, welcome all. You are listening to The Quest for 100. As the fine man always says, I am here with my partner in crime, Brian. Hi, Justin. Hi, Brian. Uh, we are here again in, what is this, episode, is this 15? 15. 15. Ooh, 15. Big one five. Yeah, we are just flying by. We can almost drive. We can almost drive, not yet. Yeah, learner's uh, permit halfway through this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian has been gracious enough to host this uh, podcast here at his lovely abode, his yeah. bachelor pad, as yeah, you I mean, would. We re- recorded enough at your place. I felt like it was only time. Yes, and uh, I will say it's much quieter here. <laughs> uh, again, there are no little dogs running around. Yeah, unfortunately, no uh, dog. And I, the my wife is not in the background shaking her head uh, in disapproval. Um, so that's also a win. Uh, not that not that we we don't love your wife. Oh no, of course not. But now she can watch TV and watch Friends freely. Yep. Uh, while we just ramble about everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So uh, we here as, as for anyone who is a new listener, we uh, are once a week podcast and talk about a different topic every single week, and we like to bring a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of stats and some news on whatever that topic is and um and then we jump into some fun fun debates and and uh some friendship tests if you would so uh this week uh we are talking about girl scout cookies thought that was relevant who who doesn't want to talk about cookies yeah well we'll do as many topics as we possibly can on cookies i think yes yeah that it should be a non-stop uh every couple weeks we'll just talk about cookies yeah but mainly not for you guys, just so we can eat cookies. Yeah, because that's what we're gonna do. Today yeah, we've as got well. a bunch on the table right now. Yeah, um, and and this is right in the middle of of the Girl Scout cookie season. So mm-hmm. um, excited excited about this episode. Yeah. So uh, we usually like to start off the podcast with a little bit of since last time. Um, so we have kind of a fun little tease uh, for for those who are active listeners so uh we've we've referenced him many times and uh he goes by listener x yeah i i when he comes on i think we should just refer to him as listener x yes. and not even get like, yeah well we'll allow him. we'll allow him to introduce himself however he chooses okay we okay. will introduce him as listener yeah. x if he wants to actually share his real identity that is up to him yeah um but we talk with him and uh we're gonna have an episode on some marvel comics so we're gonna get really deep in the Marvel universe, um, and it should be fun. And, and he's he is what some say could be an expert, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it, it should be a fun episode. Uh, what what have you been up to since last time, Justin? Uh well, not a ton. Work as per usual. Um, I went for a walk today and mm. went into uh, Seward Park, yep. which was fun. Yep. Uh, met up with a couple friends and. Just walked around. I mean, in Seattle, like, we went through, I mean, granted, I escaped for a week in Costa Rica, and you've been traveling everywhere and every which way, but, you know, we've been hit hard with snow, and I know the East Coast's getting hit, too, Um, but luckily, that snow is melting, and the sun is out, 
and it was nice out. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't think I saw a cloud in the sky. I also yeah. went for a walk today too. Oh, nice. But um, uh, I did want to mention. Did you notice how much snow is still? Yes. Next to my driveways. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. Well, yeah. they. I've. It's. It was actually kind of funny, just like driving around Seattle and and around and just seeing like just the big mounds of dirty snow. It's yeah. mostly dirty snow, yeah. and uh, it. it uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I um, since last time um, I was on on the road for work and and got to meet up with a couple coworkers, former coworkers that is not not current coworkers. Obviously, if I yeah. was on the road for work, I would yeah. be meeting up with work people I work with. But <laughs> yeah, uh, some former coworkers, which is always fun. Yeah, kind of reminisce about did, did, good times. And, were they uh, also working or were they okay? Yeah, same cool. same same uh, conference work. Cool. So. Uh, but now you might might hear it. I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, um, a little raspy. Yeah, a little raspy. Getting getting through that. That made the plane flight back here a little rough because I already yeah. had a head cold. Oh, so it was like you know pressure from my head, and then mm-hmm. you know the elevation changes, and just sitting there, and it was pretty miserable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, glad you're on the mend a little bit right now and working towards getting back on your feet. Yeah. Um, well, I've got a correction from last time, so let's do that. Was that wrong? All right, so we were last time we were talking about dreams, and um, we talked about the EEG. Um, we struggled to talk about it. Yes, EEG, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was the EEC or EEG. Yeah. So the EEG is the electro electroencephalogram. So it's basically- There's a reason why it's called EEG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it uh, measures brain waves and all that kind of stuff. It's okay. anytime you see a, the contraption on people's heads, yeah, where they have like a bunch of little like dots that are attached to their mm-hmm. skull. That's what that oh, procedure okay. is. So interesting. Yeah. So um, uh, now that we're done with that, should we, should we head right to the news? Let's do it. Well, um, so I had a I had one story and, and just decided to just change it just now. So going rogue again, yeah, guys. going rogue. Sit back, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought this one was interesting, and I saw it all throughout. But I thought you know it was kind of a, a, a interesting, weird story that I didn't really want to bring up, but I'm going to do it. Okay. So with regards to Girl Scout cookies, um, there was a man in. Let's see, it's. Uh, um, down in Carolina, the Carolinas, um, Malden, um, in the, the, near the Greenville area. Okay. Um, he, um, what he did was, well, Girl, Girl Scouts cookie season is, is, you know, we're right in the thick of it. Right. Um, and for those of you who don't know, and I would be shocked at how you would not if know you this. live in America, you yeah, should know. That, um, you know, Girl Scouts traditionally sell a lot of their cookies, um, out in front of stores and in malls and things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have other ways of selling their their Girl Scouts cookies, but um, you know, one of the main ways is is through these um, storefronts. And um, this this man um, decided to he was going to um, buy some Girl Scout cookies, and uh, Dietrich uh, McGowan. Um, he, um, 
initially he was going to just buy a few boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave the girls 40 bucks and he, he got a couple boxes. He actually was going to give them, the, let them keep the change because he, he didn't want the eight boxes that would come for the $40, yeah. $5 a piece. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, he went to his car with his couple boxes and then he came back and he told them, I'm going to take everything so you guys can get out of the cold. Um, oh, wow. So he ended up spending uh, uh, $540 on the remaining boxes of cookies to get these girls out of the cold. Yeah. Well, as with our America nowadays, <laughs> this guy who does a good deed, he goes viral and yeah. everything. Yeah. And then he, a couple days later, he gets arrested by U.S. Marshals. Oh, and he's no. charged uh, in a 22-count indictment tied to a heron. Uh, heroin and fentanyl trafficking what? from Mexico. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, okay, tell me more. Is there any more to that? Well, and then um, one of the most recent stories that his his brother um, is also in federal custody, you know, and under very similar charges. And um, so it's like what started out as this really nice, lighthearted yeah. – viral video mm-hmm. this guy doing a good deed turns mm-hmm. into him getting found out that he has this um indictment for um for tra- tra- was it trafficking tra- drugs? drug trafficking from so mexico i i know you might not know the answer to this but i'm just gonna throw it out there is he using the boxes to push drugs <laughs> I don't think that was any because, tie to it. Okay, so they're not necessarily tied together, but that no. was where my mind went. It was like, okay, so he walked in. He's like, all right, I'm going to just do a normal purchase, and then I'm going to do a good deed, and then I'm going to use all these boxes and stuff all the drugs. And I, I don't no, know. Yeah, he bought a lot. The, so. At least the story that Maybe I was helps. reading, it, it had nothing to do. Um, they were, yeah. I mean, it, it, obviously they were distributed in some capacity, mm-hmm. Uh, but he he was <clears throat> part of a larger group. Okay. So interesting. So he's just one of those guys <clears throat> that hopefully those other people are doing good deeds too. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, balance the sheets, if you would, and say, you know, I did some good things. I did some trafficking of drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently his, his nickname is Fat, by the way. Fat? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Why maybe not? he eats all those cookies. Oh, man. Not that I want to get into the drug trade, but uh, it'd be cool to have a cool nickname just to be like, oh, yeah, it's Biggie Smalls or Jimmy. Jimmy. I don't know. That's not a cool name, but I feel like a lot of gangsters are Jimmy. Um, well, uh, Jimmy Two Fists. Yes. There you go. There's a, there's a good name. Um, well, that's pretty entertaining. Uh, so my news, um, and this, you know, if if – I'm talking to anyone or a mother or um, if there are children who are listening to this um, and they are Girl Scouts, so this might not be news to them, but uh, I was curious. So um, in all my many years of eating Girl Scout cookies, I've noticed, especially coming out uh, to the West Coast when we moved out here about six years ago, that there are different names mm-hmm. of uh, Girl Scout cookies. Yep. And I, I always was like, well, that's weird. And I was like, okay, well, it's just, you know, you go to a new location. Maybe it's a new location. Or actually my initial thought was that um, that Girl Scouts actually like were like, no, we want to change the names. So now it's something new. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's dumb. Just stick with the names that you had. Yep. 
Um, so that was kind of my, my theory coming into this. And then I, I was like, well, we're talking about this. Let's do some research into it. So I actually found an article um, that not only talks about that, but talks about the locations of Girl Scouts um, and or, or location of what cookies are where. And within that, the, the biggest piece of knowledge to bring to this group and maybe to you too, Brian, is that there are two different producers yep. of Girl Scouts. Th- that's part of my history. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to take over your history here, but um, it, it's interesting that each, you know, the certain cookies are made um, by, so there's two, there's ABC Bakers and Little Brownie Bakers, and the uh, local Girl Scout Council decides on which uh, of the two uh, producers they're going to go with, and cost is about the same, but um, but the interesting thing is, like, popular cookies, like, um, you know, there's, I would say there's different levels of this. So Thin Mints, for instance, um, are made by both producers, but they actually uh, are made differently. So they taste differently. They have different ingredients mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, and then things like uh, Samoas or Caramel Delights, as they're called, are made very similarly, so, kind of like the Thin Mints, but just are called different things. And then you have cookies like, um, I think it's like, is it the Tagalongs? I think it might be the Tagalongs. The S'mores is a perfect example, which is a newer one, uh, newish one, uh, where it's called a S'mores at both by both producers. But depending on your location, you're either getting like the sandwich one, which is you know the Washington area, for instance, all of Washington is pretty much little brownie bakers. And so you get those little sandwich ones. I don't know if you've had one yet this year um, that have like some chocolate and, and, um, and marshmallow in the middle between kind of like a graham crackery sandwich thing. Well, if you go to the other one, it's chocolate covered. It's got like a little bit more um, or a little less marshmallow, I think, and graham crackers in the middle. It's like, it's a totally different cookie, but they call it the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, in general, I thought this was just fascinating that, you know, you, it's not, it's all up to the local, you know, council within those areas. And then, I mean, you could literally, there's, there's people in like California, for instance, that, you know, most of like Northern California is little brownie bakers, but then you get into Southern California and they're completely different cookies there. So. Got it. Yeah. So, so on the East coast, did you guys have. Yes. So. Which one did you have? So we had ABC bakers. So. Um, interesting enough, the Philadelphia area where I'm from is the only uh, pocket of Pennsylvania that actually um, has ABC. The rest hmm. of Pennsylvania has these little brownie bakers. I don't, again, I don't know why, uh, but that's what they've chosen. So for me, I, I put, you know, I moved out to Seattle. So I'm like, oh, well, it's a West Coast thing or, oh, just Seattle. I was like, no, that's just happened to be it's my just, little pocket yeah, of cookies. Yeah, it's more cookies. compartmentalized than even yeah. just a regional type of thing. It's, yeah. It's just a yeah, – yeah. I, I have a, a list of, of the comparisons if, if you know we decide we have enough time. Obviously, I think we could talk about this for a, a while. Yeah. So I encourage you if you're listening to this episode to go into your cupboard or to go to the local grocery store and purchase your own to enjoy these cookies as we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we should have started with that so they could yeah. stop the podcast well, and then. Well, now they can stop it. We've warned you, yeah, because we're going to have your mouth salivate. All right, so we're going to drop some knowledge. So if you want to, if you want to stop and and pick it up, you know, maybe after purchasing some of these, yeah, go ahead. Now would be a good time, but yeah. we're going to drop some knowledge. 
As we normally do, uh, I am the history guy and Justin's the stats guy. And, and he kind of already touched on a little bit of the, the things that I was going to go into. But um, from a history, a history perspective, uh, Girl Scout Cookies started in 1917 with the Mistletoe Troop uh, in Muskego, Muskegee, Muskegee, okay, Muskegee, Oklahoma. Um, and then in, in 1922, the Girl Scout magazine started suggesting cookie sales as a fundraiser, and they actually put a sugar cookie recipe inside of there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then, man, I am struggling with with this uh, raspy I, I apologize voice. because uh, while milk is a liquid, it does not really help with your throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, so in, in 1933... Um, <clears throat> Philly, Philly, actually, were the troops that started the first commercial sales of homemade cookies. Okay, um, and they started in the windows of of the Philly Gla- Gas and Electric Company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, not that I frequent that place, but I'm aware of it, and I've also I remember hearing that they used to sell out of like gas station like windows yeah. and stuff like that. So at that time, you could get 44 cookies for about 23 cents. Yes, please. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Um, and then in, in 1936, they actually started to use commercial bake, bakers um, and licensed them to produce their cookies. Uh, then the World War II hit, uh, kind of reduced the amount of uh, flour and sugar that they had access to. So they shifted to actually selling some calendars. They did sell cookies, okay. um, but... Um, it was really more of the um, the calendars, um, <clears throat> and um, then um, and, and this actually caught. So, kind of jumping around a little bit, but um, in the 1940s, there were a total of 29 companies um, that were producing uh, Girl Scout cookies for the troops. Wait, how many? Um, 29. Oh wow. Troop, uh, sorry, as we talked, military and Girl Scout, yeah, organization. Okay, um, there was um, uh, twenty nine companies. Um, we advanced to nineteen seventy, and um, there was only four bakeries. Okay, nineteen nineties is when it was limited to two. When we talked about the ABC Man. bakers and, and little brownie bakers, they do. I'm just going to stop you for a second. They do a great job, whether it's branding or just ignorance on everyone else. Maybe it's not ignorance; it's just we don't care as Americans sometimes. But I, I grew up my whole life thinking it was just like it was. Well, I think initially I was like, oh, well, it's just Girl Scouts literally baking these. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not real. Once I learned, you know, uh, production and all of that, but. Um, but obviously, I, I think my impression was, oh, Girl Scouts, they just have a producer that does all of this stuff. And that's why, you know, a Thin Mint's a Thin Mint. But, you know, it's not. Yeah. So um, in jumping back just to give a little timeline on um, production of the different types of cookies. Mm-hmm. So in the 1950s, there was the shortbread um, cookie which, and then the um, Savannah, which is the peanut butter sandwich um, and then the Thin Mints, and those were actually added in 1959. Okay. Um, they are obviously nowadays the top-selling um, 
cookie out there, and maybe you have this in your stats, but um, it's about 175 million per year. Which which cookie? Or are you just saying thin mints? Thin mints and thin mints in okay. general. Yes. Yeah. Um, interestingly, there was a cookie. A, uh, the first mint cookie that came into production was was in 1939. So, not that long after they you know started to commercialize the bakers, um, and it was called the the cookie mint. So, what we know today as the thin mint could yeah. have been the cookie mint. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, it, it just didn't, um, didn't stick survive. Um, so one of the, one of the interesting things I found on the difference between the ABC bakers and the little brownie bakers is that ABC bakers still uses high fructose corn syrup. Oh, do they really? Yeah. And brownie bakers started to phase that out. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what I've, I've always, and we don't have it today, but I've always wondered well, not always. Once I learned this, that there's two different bakers to like actually sit down and, and compare, like, you know, like a thin mint or whatever. They're different. They're, yeah. they're different. They're not, different they're close, styles. but yeah, they're, yeah. you know, similar. Um, and to be able to like sit down and actually try them. And if there's high, fru- high fructose corn syrup in one or the other, like, can you, you're not going to taste that, but can you taste different flavors? With yeah. It? But, um, so today, uh, sales typically occur between January and April. Although there are a few troops um, around the country that uh, do sell in the August time frame, which I thought oh, was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I wonder why why they know. would allow be allowed to do that. I think you know. Again, putting on my marketing hat, I think um, you know whether they tried to do this or not. The fact that there is kind of exclusivity to these couple months yeah. of doing it actually, you know, provides a demand for the product right like there's people like you wait for this to happen yeah um every year yeah so there have been up to uh 28 varieties that have been offered um and obviously you have the we talked about this a little bit but the same cookies with with different names based on on the baker um uh and i believe every troop or every season they offer a total of eight cookies mm-hmm. um and but but uh, three of them are permanent, so the thin mints, uh, the dosi dos, and um, the trefoils, mm-hmm. um, or the sh- uh, shortbread cookies. Mm-hmm. Those three must be sold, so those never change. So, um, and uh, nowadays they've gone the the technology, and this is actually how I knew that um, my local grocery store was had people selling um and what time they would be selling but there's um they have an app so they actually went okay. to ces uh, a couple of years ago with their app it was completely I, from what i briefly read on it because i didn't want to go into that rabbit hole yeah but um it was all developed by um the girl scouts themselves oh cool um and it you know um has times and places that people are selling them and you can buy them online and all that kind of stuff so hmm. um, kind of interesting um, Wait, so you can buy well you can buy thin mints online? Yeah, I mean you're you're technically ordering them through someone. Like it's not necessarily okay, like so an online per- purchase, okay. but good because yeah. I feel like that takes away the whole premise of no. Like you gross. can't. It, it's only during these months that you. It's okay. basically like if you ever had anybody at work come around with their kid mm-hmm. and you yep. know they'll they'll place your order. It'd yeah. be like that. Okay. 
Um, but yeah. just an online ordering form during this time period. So, okay. Um, one of the, the, uh, f- interesting things I found was that, uh, Katie Francis from Oklahoma. I don't know if you found okay. it. Did no. you hear about it? No, her? I thought you were going to say another girl's name. Go continue. Well, well, um, she holds the record for the most boxes sold in a season. Okay. Do you have a different? <laughs> I do, <laughs> but mine might be dated. This one is this one was 2015. Okay, then yours is more re- recent than yeah. mine. Mine was a couple years prior, so I'm curious what your numbers are. Uh, what do you think they are? Well, uh, well, I have some data here that, that where the second place person was. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to guess 18,000 boxes. Nope. 22,000 boxes in, in 2015. Wow. So she broke the record in tw- 2014. Okay. And uh, and then broke it again, broke her own record in 2015. Wow. She, what she does is she sings and dances with the customers um, and to get them to buy more and, you know, attract them to the stand. Okay. She has um, career selling. Obviously, there's uh-huh. a limit, like... She must be at the point where she's too old to be a Girl Scout. Right. Um, but she has sold 120,000 boxes in her career. Has she made it onto the cover of one of these things? Because she well, should be the poster she child. She has a website, and, and she's apparently a mo- motiv- motivational speaker. Oh, that's great. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's – I mean, that's spectacular. I mean, they talk about – I mean, the whole premise of, of Girl Scouts is develop, you know, confidence and skills and, and even a lot of business traits, you know, especially from, from this. I mean, that's not the whole premise of Girl Scouts, but this piece of it, the selling of cookies, is kind of to develop, you know, those uh, skills for their for their lives. And, I mean, that's you put that on a resume, I'm, like, asking questions about it if I'm hiring. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. a lot of boxes to sell. It's crazy. And, and, you know, one of... The, actually, the news story I was initially going to talk about was mm-hmm. the creative ways that people have sold some of their oh, okay. um, uh, boxes. And, and people have gone to the SAG Awards to, um, I think... Uh, Wasn't there an award show last year? Was it the Emmys? I think Kevin Hart was the... Uh, what Kevin Hart hosted one recently, and, okay. and he brought his um, daughters... Okay, and had them selling. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I, I forget who I, I couldn't remember who it was, but um, but yeah, like that obviously gave probably great notoriety notoriety to not only the Girl Scouts in general, but that you yeah, know, whatever that club was. And then I I don't know if you heard about the the uh, what are they Mamoas um, Mamoas Samoas No Mamoas. Like Jason Momoa's? Yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yes, I did hear about this. Or I saw a picture. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, again, you know, way too much news for you people. That's but, okay. Um, a Girl Scout troop in, in um, uh, Colorado, they decided that um, – and actually, the what I read was the mother was a marketing person. Okay. And she was like, oh, like, Samoa's, uh, Jason Momoa, like, they sound yeah. similar. So they put a photo of him shirtless on, um, on the, the boxes, boxes and yeah. changed the name to Momoa's, and you know obviously sold all of them out because yeah. people wanted the box and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, uh, as I look at this article, it's Chris Rock. 
Rock. Chris Rock. Okay. Academy Awards. That's in 2016. right. That's right. Yeah. Academy but, Awards. Okay. But yeah, um, SAG Awards. Um, all, you know, it just. Uh, well, you got to be creative. You got to be creative. You're, you're. I mean, part of it too is is competition, and it's growing that you know trait. Oh yeah, I, I, I forgot about the other one. The last year, yeah, um, the girl in Canada who sold it outside of a marijuana store. I remember reading about that last year. Yeah. yeah. Again, you know, knowing the audience, picking a spot, probably not encouraged by, but I mean, if her sales are higher. Well, she sold 30 boxes in about 45 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like that's pretty good. That's pretty good pace, I would say. Um, Not bad. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, as per usual, and Brian mentioned, uh, I'm usually the stats guy, so I thought I'd do a little bit of stats as we got into some of this stuff so sorry to ruin your uh your stats. no i'm actually glad you did because mine was a couple years dated and i thought when i I saw the number from a couple years back i was just like no one would ever be close to this number but sure enough this other person has yeah i i think i found the same person you found and and then stumbled upon the katie francis Um, actually okay. from a, a YouTube video of, cause she was on Jimmy Fallon. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, well, uh, so couple like high level stats just to kind of set the tone. So more than 1 million Girl Scouts, uh, sell about 200 million boxes of cookies each season and generating about $800 million in revenue. So, or sales. So that's about, uh, 200 boxes per on average, 200 boxes per million or per girl scout which that to me seems like a lot that is a lot but if you have people that are selling twenty two thousand, and now granted there are outliers for sure um but i think i i I think the they most the average person sells between like 150 and 200 or something like that if you Mm -hmm. eliminate some of the outliers but that's still a lot to me and and not to I, and I don't know if you're going to get to this, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like this kind of ties in because one of the stats that I found was that only about 60%, 60%, like a th- two-thirds of troops actually sell Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I actually didn't know that. No. Which brings that number even probably higher. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And, and maybe it's it's all troops do, but yeah. individual girls don't. But, okay, yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't really look yeah, into that, that much. Yeah, that could be. I, I'm but. sure it's an optional piece to that, and we'll look that up and confirm. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, the fact that, you know, that many Girl Scouts are selling that many boxes is just wild. And, you know, again, they've – over the years, the process has become so much simpler. There is still, obviously, setting up in front of a store and whatnot. But to your point, you know, you're able to, like, hey, use this, and maybe it's a code or something, and go online, and, and I'll get the credit for it. And it's just simpler that way sometimes. So – Oh, that was really interesting. You you talked about that uh, Thin Mints are, you know, the most popular. I don't know if you had a percentage of that, but would you venture to say what percent Thin Mints make up of the Girl Scout world? Uh, I had it Cooking on a list. I think it's like 25%. Yeah, correct. Uh, so it, they account for a quarter of all sales, followed by Samoa's or Caramel Delights uh, are the second favorite with 19% of sales. Uh, and then the peanut butter patties or tagalongs come in at thirteen percent, and the rest kind of you know funnel in after that. Um, so 
on on that note too, I thought it was interesting. You know, there's some of this stuff is a little dated because you know there's not a million studies on cookies and specifically Girl Scout cookies, but mm-hmm. um, they did do a study a few years back on favorite Girl Scout cookies by state, and obviously with Thin Mints dominating most of the states. Um, but I I thought it was kind of interesting that um, why well you know the Washington and Pennsylvania, where obviously I'm from, both of their favorite cookies are the uh, Caramel Delights or Samoas, which are the second favorite across the nation. Um, I know my family was really big into that, but obviously small sample size there. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, a couple other things. So um, the share of revenue from Girl Scout cookies, and I would hope that a an active Girl Scout would know these numbers too, because that's you know kind of nice to know. So uh, 55% goes to the local Girl Scout Council, uh, which is those are the ones that are making the decisions on the pr- producer or the um, companies that are making the cookies and um, probably goes towards, you know, the cost of purchasing and all that other stuff. Uh, 20% goes to, or sorry, 25% goes to the producer. So actually there's there's the other piece there. And then 20% goes to the local Girl Scout troop. So that that money then helps, you know, support, you know, a lot of fun events that they could do or other activities for, for the Girl Scouts to, you know. I saw one, one group, um, obviously this was, you know, 20 years ago, but like Mm -hmm. one group used their, their funds to take a trip to the Olympics in Atlanta. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually, it varies of what, what they actually do. Right. Well, and, and, you know, and sometimes, and it should in a lot of ways be a reward, right? Like if your troop does so well, um, and actually the, um, the person I'll say that she was in second place. I don't know if she actually was, but the one that originally broke the the main record, Mm -hmm. um, with, she had, her name was Jennifer Sharp and she had, um, little over 17,000 boxes sold in 2008, um, so they $21,000 of her troop raised mostly from her, um, went towards a 10 day tour of Europe. Wow. Um, so that's good. yeah, that's not bad. I mean, she probably was a hero in her, her group there. Um, but yeah. And then the, you know, the last thing, you know, this is less cookie related, but just, you know, obviously the Girl Scouts and, um, you know, neither Brian and I are experts in this, but obviously there there's a lot of great things that come from this. Um, and I thought it was interesting that an estimated 74% in the U.S. Senate and 58% of women in Congress are Girl Scouts alumni. So mm. pretty cool, you know, something that they do it as, as a child and then it kind of, you know, they grow into, you know, amazing roles within, you know, our government yeah i think uh, i saw hillary clinton and condoleezza rice were oh cool two of the big names that that were um talked about as being former girl scouts yeah nice well that was it for my uh stats uh i think it's about time we do a friendship test we just become best friends yep we probably should have jumped into this earlier, but uh, we obviously have all these cookies in front of us, mm-hmm. and, and we haven't touched them yeah, yet. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow we are enamored with our voices so much that we aren't even eating the cookies My, in my front raspy of us. voice. Yep. So soothing. Um, okay, so we have some Thin Mints. We have some Samoas. Tagalongs. Uh, what are these? Toffee-tastic. Toffee-tastic. We got some Dozy-dos. Dozy-dos. 
think that's all of them. That well, we have. And, and then um, well, why don't we start with this? So I also brought some. Um, oh, what are they called? Um, so grasshoppers are the um, Keebler brand um, that are made year round. Coconut Dreams. That's the that's the Coconut name. Coconut Dreams. Of the, okay. Yeah, of the um, Samoa brand for for uh, Keebler. Oh, so Keebler makes them or makes one of these. Keebler makes. I don't know which one. Yeah. One so so we've got we've got um, the Keebler brand and the Girl Scout brand for both the Samoa and Coconut Dreams, mm-hmm. and then the Thin Mints and the Grasshoppers. Yeah. So, so, so I, I I'm gonna have Justin here. Um, he's gonna he's gonna take a taste test here and see if he can figure out based off an of appearance and taste and um, he's got w- one of of each of the um, the coconut cookie in his hand and he is he's okay evaluating. So I I by appearance. Um, so one has a little bit looks like. Um, maybe it's not dark chocolate but it almost looks darker um and is more prominent in its look with its coconut which again you know from a surface level i believe is probably the keebler brand because i feel like it's more on look um but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try these are you gonna also partake brian oh yeah yeah i I, i'm gonna um i'm gonna taste them and taste see if i can taste the difference so I like to state that I'm not a coconut fan. So this isn't my favorite point right now, eating this cookie. See, I'm not a coconut fan either, but I do like Samoas. So Justin's tasted both of them. Mm. Ooh. All right, well, I have a clear winner. It hit me at the end. But I'm going to go with uh, this one on my the, my left hand. Okay. Um and I, w- I guess I'll stick with that this is the Girl Scout. You were actually incorrect. Ah, darn it. So, oh, I'm sorry, Girl Scouts. This is probably... <laughs> this isn't good for your brand. Well, actually, um, I don't like coconut, so maybe it's actually better for your brand that I didn't pick the right one. Well, but, but by appearance, you thought that the... Um, the Girl Scout cookie looked better. Yes, right? I do. I will say that I was I was surprised by that. I thought it looks good. Um, the Keebler one has kind of almost like a Grammy flavoring it, it at kind, the end there. Yeah, it, and it's a little glossy. I, um, what I almost feel like it, it looks like is a little bit of a like more of a sugar like glaze to it than mm-hmm. than the um, the Samoa does. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, but that one, especially like looking at the two next to each other, you can't tell a difference um, from from the top, at least. Mm-hmm. If you start to analyze it, you can tell that there is a difference, but you wouldn't be able to tell which yeah. one is which. Yeah. All right. So next up, the um, Thin Mints and the Grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Apologies for the pauses here. We're trying not to eat on mic. My wife didn't like that the last time, so yeah, it's well, really hard though because these cookies are good, and I just want to keep eating. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got two. We got grasshopper. Now I will say, um, I hope I get this right. Oh, I think I think you flipped them, right? I flipped yeah. them. No, no, no. It's based off of where they were from oh, here, right? Sure. Yeah. 
yeah, I already know this one because this uh, I'm about to eat my favorite cookie here. Um, I found out so you know this is thin mints are my favorite cookie, but I found out uh, uh, probably I want to say like ten years ago that Keebler made the grasshopper cookie, yep. and I don't think I ever had it. And then I tried it, and I was like, this tastes so much like a, a thin mint. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not eating it? But there's something about the nostalgia of like a thin mint and I've never tried them side by side. So this will be a new experience, but I'm pretty confident based off of the roundness and the weight of this. This is the thin mint and, uh, this is a grasshopper, but I am curious which, uh, which tastes better. And I hope I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Yeah. Um, Oh, not even close. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not even close, guys. Like I thought it was. If it's out of season, I I would have been like, Oh yeah, like they're a good like secondary thing. Like the other two cookies that we had, pretty close. Thin mints have a very distinct flavor to them. Well, yeah, you just even look at them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So so as we evaluate after taking a bite, the grasshopper is is a much darker um interior also it's thinner than than your thin mm-hmm. mint um whereas the thin mint has a little bit more of a brown um you know not not a dark brown it's it's more of a light brown interior and like mm-hmm. a different color than the coating um also i think the 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 coating's a little bit thicker on the um on the thin mint so it's mm-hmm. just i mean it's kind of like i always say um with peanut M&M's and M&M's like mm-hmm. just even a slight difference in I mean they those two c- taste completely different obviously yeah. there's an M&M in there or, or there's a peanut, peanut in there yeah. but even if you were to eat it without having the the peanut inside of it mm-hmm. the M&M tastes different based off of it's just a proportion yeah. thing right yeah. it's just a slight different proportion mm-hmm. um than than you're used to um now can I can I burst your bubble Oh no, no, don't. So, so you you pick you picked them correct. So, okay. So thin good. mints and the grasshoppers, but mm, please don't. Did you know that? Um, so these are these are uh, little. Um, what's the name of it? Little uh, Brownie Bakers. Yeah. Right. Little Brownie Bakers is a subsidiary of Keebler. Oh. Well, that's a little disappointing, but but I will say it's not as heartbreaking as you might have went. So I'm okay if they are tied to it, as long as they keep making them different than whatever a grasshopper is, because Thin Mints are just perfect. They're perfect how they are, and if they started to make, all of a sudden someday they're like, let's just you know cross brands and, and make the grasshoppers the Thin Mints, and we won't sell the grasshoppers out of season and we'll just sell them in like that would destroy me because there's a noticeable difference a noticeable one yeah i was i was actually a little shocked at how noticeable the difference was yeah especially compared to the coconut dreams and the the samoas like that was very similar and i don't know if i could have told you which one was which Mm -hmm. but when it when it comes to the thin mints and the grass peppers there was a definite difference so i want to take a second and uh maybe go back for a brief back in the day 1.20 
I'm glad you brought up the back in the day when we were talking Thin Mints because I think you have some explaining to do when it comes to Thin Mints. Yeah, well, uh, if you're you're referencing what I think you are, um, so I might say, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in Thin Mints. I don't know if that's something you could be an expert in, um, but I love Thin Mints, and as long as I can remember, I've loved Thin Mints. Uh, in fact, when I was, uh, I don't know how old I was. My mom would probably jump in here with an estimated age, but I'm going to go with maybe eight. I'm going to guess eight. But when I was eight, my mom, uh, made me a cake, uh, for my birthday. My birthday was in late January. So this, uh, also just happened. Um, she made me a cake that was a thin mint cake. So it was a chocolate cake with cool whip, um, and thin mints on top of it. It had crumbles of it. It had full cookies. There was like this whole big thing. And, uh, it was great. It was awesome cake. How can you not love that cake? So the next year I had, uh, the same cake and then the next year and then the next year. And I have had the same cake for the last at least 20 years of my life, um, and it's great. And, and what I think people need to know is that although Girl Scout cookies are sold in January, oh, yeah. they're not easy to find in January. They're very hard to find. You can order them around that time, but to get them by that by the end of January is, is nearly impossible. So um, what my family and now my wife has kind of worked the system is that you buy the cookie, you buy an extra box of Thin Mints or a couple, depending on if you're going to have a big party, you might make two cakes, but you get an extra couple boxes and you freeze them and you wait until the next year and you, uh, use those cookies. And so, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit, but just like a cold, like frozen Thin Mint is like perfect. Um, and that's probably my favorite way to eat a Thin Mint. Um, but yeah, so, you know, as, as you'd guess, you know, I'm, I'm now married and, um, uh, my, my mom used to make the cake. Then my sister and my, um, my brothers and, and they've all made the cake from time to time. And then, uh, but, but your sister and brothers don't get this cake for their birthday, right? No, but interesting enough. And this is where I feel like it's kind of funny. Um, uh, my family for the most part has, uh, I think three of us at least have special cakes on our birthday. So one of us uh, gets a pineapple upside down cake um, every single year. And I don't know if they'd still, I think they've probably still do it. I mean, it's a great, if you love your cake, like do it. Um, and then I think the other one is a strawberry shortcake uh, that my sister gets. Um, and then the other two just like, just get me chocolate cake. I don't know why nothing stuck with them, but for some reason, and rightfully so, um, the Thin Mint cake has stuck for a very long time, and I will never, ever not have it. And if I don't, I'll cry. Well, so we know obviously what your top flavor of, mm-hmm. of Girl Scout cookie is. What are your What are your next three? My or, next. I guess. Well, what's I'll, I'll top do my three? next two. So, um, for me, and I'm actually going to grab it right now, is the uh, Tagalongs or the peanut butter chocolatey ones. Um, I just, you know, you can't go wrong with peanut butter and chocolate. It's just, it's great. Um, and, uh, I would actually, I struggle with anything beyond that. Cause I'm not a, a Samoa fan. Um, I, uh, I tried the s'mores this year. They were okay. 
um, again, some chocolate and some mix and whatnot, but maybe, maybe the, um, I think they're like the peanut butter sandwich cookies, which maybe are these dozy doughs. Actually, I thought they were a different shape. Um, but I'd probably put them as my number three. They are. The um, dozy doughs are. Yeah. Chocolate. It's interesting though. Like, you know, I, for, I mean, Girl Scout cookies have been around as long as I've been living, obviously. And, um, the, they make new flavors from time to time, but they've had a lot of flavors that have been around and just, I've probably never, and we don't have them here, but I've never tried them. Like, you know, you get into the, the lemonade and the lemon, like, um, what the Savannah smiles and like all those that like, they've been around forever and just never, even the, I think I've tried the shortbread ones before and the thank, the thank me lots. Are they still around? I don't know if they are. But they were, they used to have like a thank you in a different language. That's um that's only ABC Bakers. So oh uh, okay yeah so that one I used to, I used to like actually I'm gonna put that as my number three. I'm gonna change it up and put that as number three because it's just it's kind of shortbread and then chocolate. And yeah, I've never had those cookies. because I've yeah. I've th- I think I've always lived in little brownie baker yeah. er- you know areas. So yeah the um what what would your top three be? Mine mine would be I think. I think the tag along was actually would actually be my number one. I do like the thin mints a lot, mm-hmm. but like for an overall, um, um, if I had to eat just one of the cookies, it would probably be the tag along. Um, and then um, I would say obviously the thin mint would be number two. Um, those two I think are the clear clear winners. Um, yeah, and then. The the Samoas, um, I do like, um, even though I'm not a, a coconut person, mm-hmm. I think because they have enough caramel, and I am a caramel person, so that caramel chocolate um, kind of masks a lot of the, the coconut, so I, mm-hmm. I can kind of handle that. So that would probably be my number three. Yeah. Well, so uh, on the Thin Mints topic, again, real quick. So I am someone, I, I don't typically like chocolate and mint. Um, or even just mint in general, like it's okay, but it's nowhere near the top of, you know, chocolate and peanut butter and whatever. But for whatever reason, Thin Mints are probably a, probably a top five treat for me, um, you know, in, in the course of a year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and also in my top five are Shamrock Shakes, which are coming soon. Mm. Love Shamrock Shakes. And it's, you know, it's minty and like, yeah. you know, but um so weird that like all the other stuff like even mint chocolate chip ice cream I'm like eh no thanks but and it's interesting yeah. that that it's uh it can't be gro- uh, grasshoppers yeah no it's not and that's that's it's just and now i today i have i am putting my foot down and i will not buy grasshoppers probably ever again wow just, okay, and well, not that it was a bad cookie experience it's just now i know how different how it different is they are. so why go with yeah. second best ever just I'll just buy an extra box of Thin Mints and freeze it. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell the difference between a fresh box of, of Thin Mints and a frozen fr- box? Uh, it depends on how many years they've been frozen. Oh, years? <laughs> you will freeze them for years? Sometimes they get caught in the back of the freezer, and sometimes you're desperate. You still want to <laughs> eat them. So they maybe they didn't make the cut for the cake that year, but they're still there. And uh, so I might I might partake. So we obviously know that, that you like your... Uh, cookies cold mm-hmm. right yep i i'm more of a room temperature okay type of person yeah um 
I know that you're the same way with chocolate, right? Yeah. yeah we rather yeah. it, you know. And I, I think that fits for almost all almost all cookies, if not, you know, a warm cookie is great. Obviously not for thin uh for um Girl Scout cookies, but but for thin mints, for whatever reason it's it's cold. I'd much rather have them cold. Um even if it's not freezer, just No, like, I bet I bet the shortbread cookies would probably like in these toffee what are they? Toffee tastic. Toffee tastic. I bet those would be you know, pretty good if they were warmed up a little bit. Yeah. But anything that has a little bit of chocolate, it's just not gonna not gonna do well. So Yeah. Now now we are currently um we have a glass of milk that we're, you know, washing all these cookies down with. Are you typically one, do you typically uh drink milk when you're eating cookies? Or or, or specifically Girl Scout cookies? And then do you you know, similar to an Oreo, do you ever dip? <clears throat> not um not Girl Scout cookies in particular. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm somebody who who drinks milk with a Girl Scout cookie. I think because they come in a box, and so a lot of the times you're not around milk when when you may want to consume, like right in the you know luxury of your car outside of the parking lot of the <laughs> grocery store, um, or at work, or you know. So um, my kind of delineation with cookies and milk is if it's a nice um uh like a warm warm cookie that maybe is a little bit softer um i like some some milk with it especially if it's if it's really sugary Uh, again i think these are so small that they're you know you can have a cookie and i don't necessarily need something to wash it down with now um, I want your answer after that peanut butter cookie because <laughs> well, I just ate the do- the uh, dozy dough and I'm like need some more milk. Yeah, I, I I probably will need to wash this down. Now I am not somebody who dunks their cookies. I'm, yeah, I'm not a, a, a cookie dunker. Yeah, um, I I've never really done that ever with anything. I've I have done, I'm with you on that. I've done it out of curiosity uh, to see what the experience is all about. What the in all act or my opinion is one i don't want cookie crumbs in my milk and two i don't want my cookie to be soggy like what's the there's nothing wrong with eating a cookie and then drinking milk like it's the same thing um so uh that's my thought towards that but i agree with you too with the girl scout cookies that typically i don't think i maybe it is because they're in a box or where you are or whatever but i love milk with like a warm cookie but i almost never even with Thin Mints, although I will say again that now sitting here drinking milk and eating Thin Mints, it was like heaven. Like it was perfect. Um, so I might. Start so you're in heaven while well in a, a recording of a podcast with yeah. Brian. Oh man, this is my heaven. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone's heaven's different, and I don't know if I love mine. Well, but. so just after having that dosy dough, the. I think one of the things that makes Thin Mints, you know, separates them from every, everything else mm-hmm. um, that Girl Scout cookies sell is that your Samoas and your, you know, Coconut Dreams and even your dosi dos and uh, Nutter, Nutter, Nutter Butters. Is that what the cookie is? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know that I could have told you the difference between a dosi do and, and Nutter Butter. Fair, yeah. I think um, I would know by the shape because I thought. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, for sure, by but, the shape. But in terms of like uh, taste and and yeah. what you're actually getting, now we could have 
done a taste test with that and maybe it would have been um you know proved something different but i think it would be more along the lines of the coconut dream and samoa than it would be the thin mint and Mm -hmm. the grasshopper yeah and yeah again like you know i think if you're not eating them at the same time you're probably not going to remember or know the difference i mean heck even myself who loves thin mint so much didn't really realize it when i ate grasshoppers that you know it tasted similar to me off season if you eat them next to each other though it's it's night and day it's it, they're very different to me so uh really quickly because we're, we're almost at an hour but mm-hmm. um when when it becomes the girl scout cookie selling time of year do you ever change your tactics with your shopping for grocery stores so you for me i even if i've i've already you know i've bought four or five boxes now this mm-hmm. season yep do i need more boxes of cookies probably not no but i feel bad anytime walking by them in the grocery store yep. if i don't stop and at least buy one box and so sometimes during this time of year i will shop more on extreme times so that maybe they are not <laughs> <laughs> At the grocery store, that is spectacular, Brad. <laughs> because I, you are planning your shopping trips around when the Girl Scouts will be there to avoid no, them. Yes, <laughs> I just feel bad, and, and like it's not. I mean, it's not that I I don't want to contribute to their organization anymore, but it's just like sometimes I just can't handle the pressure of walking past them and saying, "No, I already got mine," and I, so then it becomes, you know five or ten extra bucks that i'm spending yeah. and, and not that that's you know much to it go to it, but a lot of the cookies I, I don't really eat cookies all that much mm-hmm. anyways so you yeah. know these cookies may last me a year all right well there you go well so i am not uh someone who does that because only crazy people change their schedule around for that but that is hilarious um but i will say that you're in good company with my wife um because Every time we go to, uh, and this is Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, if we walk by that stand and they're like, you know, puppy dog faces, she cannot walk past them without getting them. And we can end up with tons and tons of boxes. And the thing is, like, you're getting hit from all angles. And that's great. That's good business, you know. You've got your coworkers. You've got your friends. You've got, you know, they're at the stores at the weed shop, you know, <laughs> like they're everywhere. So, um, how often are you going? I am not. I'm just referencing shop. your story, Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like they're everywhere. So, um, you know, it's hard to kind of avoid that. And if you're if you're gonna you know buy into it every single time, it can add up. So, um, but it, I I'm it can someone... add up in calories too. That's, That's the other true. thing is is it's not even just the you know donating five dollars or ten dollars. It, it's the number of calories. Now they've started to include the nutrition labels on the side of their boxes. And, and I was looking at their serving sizes are like two and three cookies. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. So like um, two cookie, two of the Samoas are 150 calories. Yeah, that's awful. Um, and as someone who has sat, and down, has sat down and eaten a full sleeve or more sometimes of uh, Thin Mints, that would be a lot. Yeah, basically they're they're making their serving sizes based off of about 
trying to get the number of calories to be about 150 to 160 on the box. Yep. Yeah. And and then they tell you how how many servings are inside of that box. Yeah. So it's sad. Yeah. Well, at least now we know, but still. Yeah. All right. Well, uh we're at an hour somehow. So um let's let's do some delusional thinking. Is that new? Yeah. Oh, wow. Listener X wanted some some love it. Easter eggs. So There you go, listener. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we uh we are going to have a little bit of a debate here on um some cookies and and um if you had the option of having unlimited cookies for the rest of your life, but they are always oatmeal raisin cookies <laughs> or have an unlimited cookies for the rest of your life and 70% of them or 70% of the time they are burnt. Yeah, so um this is an interesting one uh to think about because in both scenarios you have unlimited cookies. Um I'm going to guess that the oatmeal raisin cookies are cooked perfect. They're just nice, warm and gooey. Um except for the fact that they're oatmeal raisin. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and you can't. Is there anything worse than thinking that an oatmeal raisin no. is a chocolate chip no. cookie? <laughs> no, I do it all the time, all the time. And sometimes I'll like get a cookie, or I'll, I'll even buy a, a cookie for my wife and bring it home. She, I, I thought I didn't like them, but like if you give her a cookie and she's like oatmeal raisin, and like she won't even eat it. Like I'm like at least I'll suffer through yeah, it. I'll, I'll still eat it. I, yeah. I'll, I mean, a cookie's a cookie for the right. most part, and right. Um, but yeah, but oatmeal raisin, one of the worst ones that you can have. Um, but this other option of, of 70% of the time, uh, they're burnt. Um, and as you know, when you're the nice thing with this is the other one, you're just having oatmeal raisin. So, you know, you have zero variety with the other one. It, you know, we, we do this a lot with these delusional questions, but, um, it's a little bit of a Russian roulette with, you know, and maybe it's you know it's burnt, I guess, but um, but yeah, I think just going in and having, you know, only thirty percent of the cookies that you maybe baked, you know, and seventy percent of them are burnt, like that sucks. And a burnt cookie, like I will try to suffer through a burnt cookie. Um, I don't know about you. Do you? Let me ask you this. So, if you make cookies, I don't know how often you make cookies, but if you make cookies and you burn the batch or burn some of them, what are you doing with the burnt ones? They're gone. Okay, so I am not that type. Uh, I will, one, try to suffer through uh, by eating the cookie as is, and then I will cut off the tops of the cookies as much as I can or scoop the tops out so that you can eat the good part. See, I feel like even by having some burnt inside of the oven, it has changed, you know, the the um, smoke, you know, a little oh. bit has change the flavors of the other cookies so you, i can taste a little bit of the so the, in this scenario if 70 percent of the batch is actually burnt and the other ones are not they well, they might all be contaminated well here's here's my question on so you have unlimited cookies for the rest of your life yes my question is is this like instantaneously like if i wanted to have a cookie and i'm like oh boom it's right in my hand okay so we're gonna we're gonna slightly adjust this so yes it is instantaneously um in your hand, but you don't know if it's going to be burnt or not, and you yeah. don't know until you take a bite. Yeah. 
So that that's the stipulation. And then can I say, okay, this one's burnt. I want another one. I mean, I I guess I, I that's fine. I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Um, so I want to I want to know your opinion first because I I I thought up this one and I want to know what you're thinking right now. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the burnt cookie. Okay. Um, I'm willing to risk the seventy percent of the time because I feel like by going with oatmeal raisin, that means that cookies just are not as enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some great cookies out there. And if you just have to eat oatmeal cookie, oatmeal raisin and, and that's all you, you get, even if it is unlimited amount, um, I, I think I, I have to risk it with the burnt. Okay. Um, that means I will, 70% of, well-ish, but because you're taking a bite and and – I th- you have to swallow that cookie. You have to swallow that burnt bite. You yeah, may yeah, move yeah. on to the next yes, one, but burnt bite. Yes, I, yeah. I, I would accept taking the swallowing that burnt bite. Okay. Now, I also don't eat as many cookies as. Um, I think I would also probably change my tactic for eating cookies in terms of I may dunk them in milk more often. Okay. All right. Um, than I do now. Um, obviously, I don't do it at all now, but right. but maybe that's my all right. Dunk a little bit. Yeah, it'll is protect it yourself. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think the um, you know as I think about this, and I was struggling with the percentage because at first I was like thirty percent. I was like, no, I would easily choose that. So I kept going up and, and landed at seventy percent, but. I like oatmeal raisin, you know, obviously are, are a disappointment. I think one of the things that I'm considering, and maybe you, you, I'll let you give context to this. Do I know, like, if I choose that option, do I know that there's better options out there? Am I aware that there's more than oatmeal raisin out in the world? That is a great question. I will say that you know that there's other options, but you know you cannot have them, mm. and you, but you know that you have an unlimited supply of oatmeal raisins. So, yeah. so the people in, you know, other people in the world, mm-hmm. you know that you have this advantage over them of unlimited supply of these yeah. type of cookies. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to, I originally was going to side uh, actually with you on this, but I'm going to go the other way. Even though what you just said in some ways uh, deters me because now I know that there's other better cookies out there. But you don't know how good, like you don't know, like, at that point, you wouldn't know, oh, like, I love Thin Mints and I'm giving up Thin Mints. Okay. Right? Yeah. Y- you would know that there was other cookies, but you've... But I've never, never tried them tried and I never them will, and, yeah. I guess, because I can only eat the oatmeal raisins. So I'm going to go with that option um, because if, if it's done right, and I assume that the, the cookie is nice and crisp on the outside and, you know, kind of gooey and soft on the inside and sometimes warm... I, I think I can go with the oatmeal raisin but it's here. Oatmeal raisin. I know, but you, I'll start to grow affinity towards it. I will, you know, start to buy in. And here, here's the kicker. And this is when, when you said, you know, all around the world, I don't know, it clicked for me. A lot of times we think of it this way, but I'm going to open up an oatmeal cookie shop, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be great. And there's going to be like no overhead because I'm well maybe for the shop, but but the baking and all of that it's going to be free. So I'll just click click click. Here you go, fresh baked oatmeal cookies. And there are people out there, 
other than me, apparently, now that I'm choosing this path, um, that will eat oatmeal cookies, and they'll be great. And I'll even make them cheap. They'll they'll be cheap cookies, and that'll that'll be even better. But like if, in that scenario, like couldn't I make any type of cookie and just have like a discounted sale of saying like <laughs> you know kind of like your um, uh, where almost warehouse um, you know what are those bread nobody companies? is buying <laughs> a burnt cookie nobody because people will buy oatmeal raisin nobody's buying a burnt cookie even if you discount it and it's the but if if, if I gave them 30% or 70% off and said hey 30% of these are no burnt. no <laughs> you don't think so no of all the different ki- types of cookies out there I I mean I guess you have the option of whatever cookies you want um, so there's a pro there I think it will be harder for you to brand and to actually get the word out on your business. Oatmeal raisin only? Yes. Yes. Oatmeal raisin only. Um, I don't know. I don't have a a creative name for it yet, but I'll think about it. And we're going to open up shop and it's... uh, there's going to be a niche group for it, but All right. it'll well, work. yeah, maybe next time when Listener X comes on, you can you can pitch him your yeah, your I oatmeal will. raisin cookie he'll, store idea. Maybe and, he'll buy in. Yeah, maybe he'll be an investor. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. well, uh, thanks for joining us here on on another episode of of the Quest for One Hundred. Yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure as always. Um, and uh, as I always say, or we always say, if you're going to follow us, follow us on uh, Facebook at Quest for One Hundred Podcast. Uh, we'll be posting up the new episodes there every week. And uh, yeah, so. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, catch you next week with our special episode. See you next week. Thanks for joining us on the Quest for 100. See ya.